All right, we're live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Football Outsiders live stream and podcast. It is June 9th, 2022. Want to say hey to everybody watching on Twitch and YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. Please feel free to make comments and ask questions in the discussion. Uh, hello to everybody listening after the fact on the Football Outsiders podcast network. I am joined as always, by Mike Tanier and Derek Klassen is back this week as well. And we're going to do another tier list because it's the off season and that's how we roll. And today we're going to talk about run defenses, which teams have the best run defenses, which teams have the worst run defenses. And our categories are a little weird. So I'm going to let Mike introduce the categories here and then we'll get started ranking the team. Well, first of all, as we put these in here, I'm the one who initially selects them. And there'll be plenty of opportunities for debate because after I selected them, I went and did more research and realized I should have changed it around. But then I figured, let's do that on the show. Let's change them around on the show. The other thing is, is you look at our categories, you might see there's no F tier. There's a couple of plus tiers. Well, I'm a former teacher and teachers in June tend to get a little generous when it comes to grading, because if teachers in June didn't get generous when it came to grading, Lots and lots of kids would fail, and their parents would call the guidance counselor, who would call the principal, who would call the superintendent, who would then call the teacher. So that old school training had me saying, instead of giving an F tier, it's hard to have an F. I don't know what an F run defense would even look like. Like the F run defense would be like a service academy or something. The Chargers last year would be an F run defense. <laughs> the Chiefs at certain points over the past couple of years, also probably up there. Yeah. yeah so like yeah, for a couple of weeks here, a couple of weeks there before they make conditions, I didn't go with any Fs. We've got some Ds and we've got some pluses because if you get a if you give a kid a D on the report card, the parent gets mad. But you give them a D plus, the parent still gets mad, but there's a little bit of sugar in the medicine there. So I think we said we're going to start with a C plus. We're going to start with C plus. What we've done the last couple of weeks is started in the middle, worked our way down, and then done the best teams last so that people could guess which teams we had at the top. So we'll do the same thing this week. We're going to start with the C pluses, and we will yeah. gradually move down to the Ds. And my first of the C plus teams, let me make sure I'm pulling them from the right category I am, is the Tennessee Titans. And uh, I want to give a couple of quick facts, stat, factoids. The Titans gave up in two games to the Colts, Jonathan Taylor and the Colts, just 83 and 87 rushing yards. But they did give up 198 rushing yards to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So kind of a mixed bag there with the Tennessee Titans defense. I feel like, I don't know, the, the Jaguars game feels like sometimes shit just happens. <laughs> type, <laughs> type of thing. Um, I think C-plus is, man, I don't know. I it, I wouldn't want to move them up, but I almost might want to move them to C because I think losing Austin Johnson actually does hurt their run defense a good amount. Um, but I don't know. C plus is probably still fine. Okay. I'm good with this. They were uh, 12th in DVOA. Uh, sorry, 14th in DVOA, 10th in adjusted line yards. I do think their defensive tackles and their interior linemen are known more as um, known more as uh, as as run, pass rushers than as run defenders. But I think this is a reasonable place for the Titans. And they're a well coached defense, I think. Yeah, and. I know Zach Cunningham is a horrendous coverage linebacker, but he is a very good run defender. He's and an amazing it'll be, run defender. It'll yeah. be another year in the system for him, which probably does matter. I think we're going to say things like that a lot. Like, oh, this guy's <laughs> terrible coverage. What he does, this However, is about run defense. <laughs> right. 
so we go from a well-coached defense to maybe not. Another C-plus I gave to the Carolina Panthers. The team that allowed 4.1 yards per rush last season. Statistically, that is not that bad as a raw stat. You got Jeremy Chin at safety. He's a good run defender. I think Frankie Luvu, uh, Hulu, Luvu is a good run defender. And I would say this about the Panthers. I, I, run defense is not their problem. So whatever other problems they may have, it's not necessarily being able to, to stop the run. I, the only concern I really have with their run defense is the edge defenders. Um, I love Brian Burns, but he is not the thickest edge defender. <laughs> um, and that definitely shows up against the run. And then I think Yetter Gross Matos um, isn't necessarily an impact run defender either. So I do think the linebackers are good. Shaq Thompson has been really, really good the past couple of years. Um, and the defensive tackles actually, it's not just that they have like good starters um, now bringing in Matt Ioannidis too. They also have like pretty good depth, like Bravian Roy and Devion Dixon and Phil Hoskins, like, when those dudes have to come on the field, like they can play. So it, they might not be like the flashiest unit, but they're consistent. So I like it. I'm good with Carolina here. Uh, no, no complaints. Who was the defensive tackle they drafted like two years ago? Uh, Derek Brown. Yeah. Derek Brown. We haven't seen a lot of him. He's like, a, he's like fine. Like if they took him in the third, he'd be like, wow, this is good. But they took him like sixth. So it's not as good. Right, right, right. <laughs> average, I liked him. Yeah. average depth of tackle was 1.8 yards for running plays last year, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. So uh, kind of a different team, although I guess they look similar on paper this year from the Panthers, the Seattle Seahawks, uh, another team that's kind of in this transitionary place with no quarterback, but Bobby Wagner's gone. Obviously has been a great run, all purpose defender, run defender for years. You still have Puna. You still have Jordan Brooks. Who's very good in the box. I think Jamal Adams is good in the box. Um, and it's kind of like, again, with the Seahawks, the run defense is the one thing of all their past greatness and past glories they can kind of they can kind of stick to. Yeah, Seattle was, uh, I will say, eighth in run defense DVOA last year yeah. and eighth in adjusted line yards. So I almost might consider making them a B, but C-plus is fine. I think it also – it kind of comes back to the Panthers thing where it's like I just don't know where – who the superstar is um but i do love their defensive tackles like puna ford is awesome al woods as just like a space eater is awesome um like you mentioned mike uh jordan brooks is a really good run defender already so they probably don't have the star power to move up necessarily but they're like a really really solid unit yeah a lot of these c plus teams are teams where it's just like well i'm not they seem like it's pretty good it's okay i don't know where else to put it the hometown philadelphia eagles also made my C plus list. Now we got to start with the fact that Fletcher Cox is aging. He's not the player he once was. If Javon Hargrave is a tremendous uh, pass rusher, not necessarily known for his run defense. Um, and one of the things I was going to put them at a B because I bet the stats are pretty good from last year, but they're replacing Singleton with Kazir White at linebacker. I've been watching a lot of Chargers footage. I am not a Kazir White fan it's as not of anything, <laughs> and definitely not as a run defender. This, he had surprisingly good pass coverage numbers last year, but not as a run defender. They're actually, their numbers from last year are not that great. 18th in uh, run defense DVOA and 18th in adjusted line yards. In fact, I had them highlighted as the one team in your C plus tier that I would move down to see. Okay. It really just, the honestly, so I think, Jordan Davis is going to be really good instantly. So yeah, I'm that not would be worried the reason not to move them down. Right. <laughs> the, the only thing that complicates it for me is like, when are we seeing N'Kobe Dean? What are we seeing when he plays? I think if N'Kobe Dean plays and is as good as I thought he was, this is for sure a B unit. It's just, 
I don't know if he's, we don't know if he's going to be healthy enough to play this year. So I don't know. Uh, useful title points out Brandon Graham is coming off an Achilles injury on the edge and they still have Derek Barnett, who's not a great run defender, but right. um, I agree, you know, they were only 18th in the run defense stats last year, but they did draft two really good run defenders. So that, I think that that might mean you don't drop them. Yeah. And you're going to be a, a couple of teams here where I, I'm kind of in that split. They added rookies. So I want to move them up a little bit, but I don't necessarily know if that's appropriate because they're rookies. We're talking about run defense, which sometimes takes a little time to adjust to, et cetera. They uh, definitely feel like one of the most volatile units on here. They could be really good or really not good. <laughs> that seems about right. That's everything with the Eagles too. <laughs> yeah. Everything is volatile. Um, next on our C plus list are the AFC defending champion, Cincinnati Bengals. DJ readers, how the player, both of their safeties are very good players who can help out and run defense. Uh, this is a, you talk about volatility, 39 yards allowed versus the Ravens in December. So they held the Ravens. Okay. Without Lamar, but they still wanted to run the ball a million times, so 39 rushing yards. But, in November, 153 rushing yards to the Browns. Earlier in the season, over 120 rushing yards to the Bears, the Packers, the Broncos. I feel like if you're not in the shootout with the Bengals and it's a lower-scoring game and all, you can exploit them a little bit on run defense. Yeah, I. It, it they feel like it, it's weird framing, but it feels like they're one of those teams that, like, almost the more you run against them, the the better you can do, which seems odd when you have a guy like DJ Reader. But it just seemed like when teams were, um, I don't know, it seemed like when teams were trying to get into a shootout, they could just hunker down and they weren't that worried about it. But right. I don't know. Th this run defense unit is probably fine. I still don't really like Jermaine Pratt at linebacker, but the rest of the unit's probably good enough. Yeah, I think the C-plus is about right for them. They were uh, 13th in DVOA, 9th in adjusted line yards. So a little bit above average. All right. Last of the C-plus teams, and this was definitely, I don't know where to put this team, another team that tries to get into a lot of shootouts, the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, Tank Lawrence is a heck of an all-purpose player. Didn't play a lot last year. Okay, Micah Parsons is known more as a pass rusher. He's useful, I think, in run defense. And I just don't have a bead on what they're going to be in 2022 at this position. I think they're going to be a team that's going to have some games where they have seven tackles for losses and they're going to have some games where they give up seven plays of 20 yards. Like, because all of their guys up front, save for like Demarcus Lawrence really are just guys who are like gap shooters and just want to like, go, 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 go. Like that's what, yeah. Neville, that's what Neville Gallimore is. Tristan Hill. Um, even Micah Parsons to a degree is kind of like that, even though he's still obviously incredible. So they just have a lot of guys who go really fast and sometimes it's not to the right direction. <laughs> 16th last year in dvoa 13th in adjusted line yards so if you wanted to move them down a slot that's fine if you wanted to leave them here that's fine uh no more keanu neal but um you know i i they, they seem like a like they're there like they don't seem like a particularly bad or good run defense to me right this wouldn't be why the defense would be bad it would be like regression in the secondary if they're bad yeah Right. Yeah. Or yeah, the turnovers go from right <laughs> of them to normal, which is, I think, one of the things we're worried about in our projection systems. Yeah. That is the C plus category. Shall we go to C? Let's do the C's. Yeah, let's see. We, we're going to start with Miami Dolphins. And in my notes, all I have for Miami Dolphins is Christian Wilkins. That's the entire notes I have for the Miami <laughs> Dolphins in this world. 
I actually... They're one of those teams where, like, I don't think it's actually a great unit, but individually, I love all of these players. Like, Christian Wilkins, uh, I think, actually took a, a big step forward in run defense this year. I think he wasn't that great at it early on. Um, Raekwon Davis, I think, is, like, a pretty good nose. Emmanuel Ogba is, like, a disgusting edge run defender. Um, <laughs> Landon Roberts, yeah. he can't really play man coverage and he can't really get to the sideline, but in the box, he's incredible. Um, so, I don't know. I actually, this is probably a unit I think I would move up. I, I really like a lot of these guys. Oh, and uh, do they still have Zach Seiler? Uh, yes, I believe they, they do. He's awesome. Seiler, yeah. He's, like, the perfect, like, gritty guy who just, can, he just plays run defense really well. So I'd probably move them up, actually. All right. No argument for me. Their their stats were about the same as Dallas's last year. So if you, you know, we're going to put Dallas in C+, you can put Miami in C+. Okay. And that will help Dolphins fans breathe a little easier because the next team that had in the C category was the New York Jets. And I just want to read out the rotation on the defensive line. Looks like it's going to be Quentin Williams, Sheldon Rankins, Solomon Thomas in the middle, Carl Lawson coming back from injury, John Frank Myers and rookie Jermaine Johnson rotating on the outside. That is a really good defensive front four. And you got CJ Mosley and some other guys, uh, the other Q Williams at, at linebacker. I don't know what the stats look like. I know I looked them up earlier, but that on paper, that looks. Yeah. It looks better on paper than it was on the field last year. 26th in run defense DVOA 21st in adjusted line yards, although eighth in stuffing runners at the line and fifth in short yardage situations. But it looks better on paper than the actual performance was. To me, I think a lot of that was the linebackers are just bad. Like CJ Mosley, I don't think was anything close to what he's been, you know, when he got paid the guy that they thought they were getting. Um, he's not been anything close to that. Quincy Williams is very fast. It's just usually the wrong way. Um, so <laughs> I, I think, yeah, like Jared Davis is not, <laughs> that's not working out. Um, so I don't know. I, I just think it's their front is good. They're depending a lot on a rookie um, on the edge, Jermaine Johnson, to be a run defender, which we'll see about that. I think he's, he was a good run defender in college, but still a rookie. So, And you got Lawson coming back. We didn't have we didn't see him at all last year. So That's true. This yeah. is probably the weirdest group in terms of the front is awesome. The linebackers are so, so bad. <laughs> I was going to argue to maybe move them down, but you're right that on paper that front is really good. So I think maybe we leave them at C. Okay. Okay. Next we have, and this is a team I was, I got no idea. So let's have at it. The Chicago Bears, no more Keem Hicks, no more Khalil Mack. Um, and a team that we, we think of as having a great defense probably has pretty good defensive numbers because they get into these grimy games. Um, but I don't know what, they, what they're going to be putting out there personnel-wise this year. I don't think it's going to be a good run defense unit. I think they're going to be able to rush the passer fairly well, and their secondary is a lot better. But just I don't really like what they did up front. Obviously, they lost, you know, Akeem Hicks. Eddie Goldman is also gone. Um, Al-Kadin Muhammad is probably going to be fine as a pass rusher, but he's not close to what Mack was um, as a run defender when he was healthy. So I just – and even at linebacker, they didn't get better. Obviously, you know, you would think that losing Alec Ogletree would help in terms of run defense, but they didn't really do anything to improve upon that. So right. I think it's probably not going to be – I would almost probably move them down. I just – this run defense unit doesn't do it for me. I'd leave them, but I'm not I'm not going to fight against moving them down, but I think I would leave them at C. Um, they're, they're, they were – last year they were 24th in DVOA and 20th in adjusted line yards – 
but then they did lose. Yeah, maybe move them down. Then losing Hicks is a big deal. Losing Goldman. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. All right. We'll move them down. Sorry, Bears. <laughs> it's a rough series of live streams and podcasts for the Chicago Bears. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. Maybe the we we talk about pass defense. That might be okay. Uh, better than last year, anyway. Better yeah. than last year. All right. Now on my list of um, C's, Cleveland Browns. They had some good linebackers, but I just want to throw some numbers at you. Late in the season, allowed 184 rushing yards to the Patriots, allowed 190 rushing yards to the Steelers, 168 yards in a nip-and-tuck game to the Detroit Lions. This is a team that had a hard time stopping the run last year, and I don't think that they've made any really significant upgrades in the offseason. Both of their starting defensive tackles from last year are gone, Malik Jackson and Malik yeah. McDowell. They weren't good. I know McDowell wasn't good. We keep waiting for McDowell, and it never happens. Well, he was not playing for two or three years, and then he finally <laughs> came back last year. And yeah, he was all right. But, you know, I mean, hey, it, the fact that he was, was playing is pretty impressive. Career, you know, actually have a career, but nobody signed him on free agency. Yeah. I, uh, I think to me, this is more of a stylistic problem, but I would probably move them down because I just don't like what they do with their defensive tackles. Cause they, they obviously, you know, they just moved those two guys we talked about, but they replaced them with Jordan Elliott, Taven Bryan and Perry and Winfrey. All of those dudes just want to get up the field. And I just yeah. don't like that. They don't have anybody who anchors particularly well. Um, they obviously do on the edge with like um, Clowney and like Miles Garrett can be a good run defender at times, yeah. but then also like the linebackers, I don't like JOK as a run defender, except for when it's on the perimeter. Anthony Walker is like, okay. So I just, this is like a unit where I think it's just stylistically, I have a really hard time. They're like the anti whatever I would build as a defense. <laughs> so you want to move them down? I would, but I think that's one's a stylistic thing. So I, it's up to you guys. I'd say leave them at C. We're not going to end up with a lot of teams at C if we keep moving them down. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because the last of the running back one, we just moved down. Is average. To C. He's supposed to be average. <laughs> right. It, and some teams that well, – I'll get into it in another team. because You mentioned a couple of times, I think you mentioned about Quincy Wilson. He's really fast, but he just goes in the wrong direction. I think what you call them running around guys, you know how coaches will say, they're just running around out there. Arizona Cardinals are my next C team. Oh, man. A team full of <laughs> linebackers who are just running around out there. Surprisingly think- good at DVOA last year. Sixth in run defense DVOA but only 17th in adjusted line yards. Um, they did a really good job at stuffing runners at the line yes, last year, which is not the linebackers. That's the yeah, defensive linemen. JJ. And then Jordan Hicks, who brings like a level of professionalism with him. Where Corey goes. Peters. Uh, they, not they, there were, they were, was it, is it Bill Connolly who who named the Havoc stat where it's just yes. like get, basically just like get in the backfield. That's what the Cardinals were. They weren't a consistent unit necessarily, but they blitzed a ton and they had a lot of guys who were uh, athletic enough to get through those gaps. So I don't know if it's necessarily like sound defense that you should be playing all the time, but it worked for them. And I think they kept enough of the pieces that like it could probably work again. And and that's what I was getting to with the Browns. Like some of these teams, it's like the run defense is a little bit of the afterthought. Yeah, we are causing havoc we're causing disruption and that might result in some 12 yard gashes right up the middle and that's by design which might be slightly different than oh we just can't do this um and we'll see that i think with some of the other teams lower on this so i think you guys will want to move up uh 
finally on this C, where are we at C? The C tier, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I, it's potentially a very good linebacker core. You've got other Josh Allen, Foye Alakun, rookie Devin Lloyd, who I think I like better than you do, Derek, and Trayvon Walker, who is the first overall pick in the draft and is touted as an all-around defender who should help against the run a lot. Olakun's more of a cleanup artist, though, isn't he? He's like gets lots of tackles because guys get through the guys in front of him. He's not like um, his average run tackle was four point six yards, which was seventy fifth among linebackers. So he's definitely just a he is going to be the last line of defense, which like has some degree of value, but not whatever, not the amount of money they paid him, uh, certainly. Um, but I actually do like a lot of the rest of the group. You know, I think Trayvon Walker is a really good run defender on the edge. Uh, Josh Allen, I think, is better at it than he probably gets credit for. And then they signed uh, Foley Fatakasi, who is like a yes. really, really good nose. So okay. I think like they have enough talent here. And then, you know, I, Devin Lloyd's not my favorite, but like he's probably, you know, better than what they were playing last year. I think they had like Damian Wilson starting games, which is not, you don't want to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping them. Yeah, I think, I think this is fine. Yeah, this is fine. They, they definitely could be better, but I think this is fine. If yeah. the rookies are what they're supposed to be, they could be better for sure. I have a feeling that if C plus was C and C was C minus, maybe, but again, I, I'm feeling Maybe we move more, guy, more teams from C minus. <laughs> or or like it would, it would sound bad, but I, I felt generous when I made the tier. So maybe we'll just change everything at the end and we'll do We'll, we'll prevent grade inflation. But – I feel like we're going to have some arguments in the D plus because I'm starting the D plus with the Green Bay Packers. Now they allowed 4.7 yards per rush last year. Early in the season, they got gouged by the Saints. They gave up 219 yards in a close game against the Browns on the ground. And then they added some rookies, and Derek's going to remind us of. But talk me out of this D plus. I think this is at least a B unit. Like I'm so insanely high on the Packers um, for a couple of reasons. One, I think Devonta Wyatt is just going to be miles better than whatever they had last year. Um, I think there were, uh, it was like Kiki Kingsley was the other defensive lineman they were playing there, which like, you don't want to be doing that. And then I also think just the particular blend of Clark and Wyatt, I think my comparison for Devonta Wyatt was Kenny Clark. So I think just having that kind of explosiveness next to each other is going to be able to unlock a lot. And then I also think, you know, Quay Walker is a rookie, but I think what he's adding to this defense is the just the literal ability to have a second linebacker on the field. Last year, they couldn't do that. Like, Chris Barnes can play the run okay, um, but he couldn't cover at all. So they drew, they were just like, ah, screw it, we're just going to go light, and that's just the world we're going to live in. I think having Quay Walker on the field gives them an actual good second-level body, um, and that obviously just by nature of where you're putting the bodies on the field, I think makes their run defense better. So I'm really high on this unit. I know it's banking a lot on the rookies, but I just – I'm really, really high on what I don't are. think you – you can't bump them up that much based on rookies. They were 28th in DVOA last year, 26th in adjusted line yards. If you want to bump them up based on rookies, I think you can go from D-plus to C. I think a lot of that was just – structural though is like my argument is that was just like a structural thing because of the way that their talent was just on the roster and i think they're going to be able to fix the structural issues that they had again that is a lot of projections so i know we can't move them up to b but if it was i'm saying if it was my tier list i think i would have them at least b well let's move them up let's move them up to c then yeah all right all right next the team i don't think we're gonna be moving up the kansas city chiefs 
No notes. Just that Kansas City Chiefs defense. Yeah, I'm, better I'm than you think. <laughs> better than you think against the run last year. Okay. Twentieth in DVOA against the run. Worse in adjusted line yards. Nick Bolton. Yeah. Uh, made a lot of run tackles, and a lot of them were close to the line of scrimmage. Uh, but everybody else is getting pushed around. Yeah, I also think honestly, losing Tyron Matthew probably hurts a little bit of the stuff they could do with the secondary too, just in terms of mixing up their run fits. So. I think this is good. Like this is just a weird unit. Yeah, I wouldn't argue to have them higher, but I'm saying I do think they're better than you think, which is why they're not lower. Right. I didn't want to put them all the way down at D. They're not the disaster unit of two years. That ago. they were a couple years ago. Two years ago, they were just unwatchable. <laughs> all right. Who else did I put on this tier? Another controversial team, run defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers. We all know Hayward's an awesome player. They got some awesome edge rushers at the top. Their second level defense was a mess last year. And, you know, Derek, you talk about these teams that want to create havoc. If the havoc didn't come, there were some gouges, gouges last year. They, they swapped out some personnel. They got Miles Jack in there in place of Bush, who I think was always hurt, playing hurt. But I was stuck, trapped, putting the Steelers at D plus on run defense. I mean, I, I think it's pretty fair. Like TJ Watt, it it sounds crazy to put a defense that has <laughs> TJ Watt in mm-hmm. this tier. Like, what else do they have? Like, they signed Miles Jack, who like is an upgrade, but not enough to like significantly change anything. They are getting Tyson Alawalu back, but like, I, I don't know. I, I just struggle to see where the production's supposed to come. I from. think their pass defense is going to rebound a lot this year, mm-hmm. but I don't see their run defense rebounding a lot. So I'm totally fine with this. And who, who um, just reti- who just retired? I, I, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Steven Tuitt. Yeah, yeah. He was a useful run plugging guy. He was good. You know? Yeah, he was good. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, they didn't have him last year, and they were going to get him back, and now they're not going to get him back. And you saw um, how bad that front was when he wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. Useful title had a question, by the way, going back to the Chiefs. Do you think the Chiefs would look better on run defense if they had kept Chris Jones at tackle for the whole year? 100%. Yeah. He, he just didn't seem very good. He's like one of those players where like you can put him on the edge occasionally, like Fletcher Cox. You know, you could kind of do that with him. Right. You want to play Fletcher Cox on the edge for 40 snaps? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Right, and you're replacing him with junk in at defensive tackle, essentially. Right, it's not like they had this insane TD <laughs> where they could do that. They were it was like a weird necessity thing. Right. All right, we're still on the D plus tier. Excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders. Kind of a bad interior run defense last year. Hankins is old. They got guys for like Vernon Butler and Andrew Billings who are like the draft twitter binky guys from four years ago who never developed they're like rotating with hankins in there and i think their biggest addition pretty good defender jam brown in the, in the middle but i saw no reason to move them above d plus now here's i'm gonna shock you their run defense numbers last year were pretty good ninth in, DVOA, ninth in dvoa 11th in adjusted line yards number one in short yardage but they swapped out like everybody in their front this year. Right. Like it's totally a completely different team than it was a year ago. The only guy who's basically still there is John Hankins. Quentin Jefferson out, Solomon Thomas out, Darius Philon out, Damian Square out. Bilal Nichols in, Tyler Lancaster in, Vernon Butler in, Kyle Pico in. Yannick Nagakwe and Carl Nassib out. Kyler Fackrell and uh, Chandler Jones in. Um, 
KJ Wright and Corey Littleton out, Kenny Young and Jayon Brown in. Like it's a completely different front seven. So what their numbers were last year is meaningless. And it's a completely different scheme. Like obviously Gus Bradley is really like the last tried and true cover three. We're just going to load the box type of dude. Patrick Graham is not that. Patrick Graham did a lot more like mixing stuff up in the back end. They did some cool stuff with their fronts in New York. So like I'm kind of with Aaron. Like this is such an unbelievably hard group to predict. They obviously have some super talented guys like Max Crosby and and, uh, Chandler Jones. But like, I don't know, man. (laughs) This is definitely – this is probably the the defense where I most want to see how it plays out before I say anything. And and first in short yards – you're playing the Chargers all the time. They're going out there on fourth and one saying, we're going to screw this up on purpose. Well, I mean, that may be part of it. I can't, you know, that number is not adjusted for opponents, so I don't know. But yeah, it, yeah. It, that's the thing. If it, is this, this run defense was a lot better than you think last year, and almost all those players are gone. I don't have the comfort in the names you mentioned bringing in that were brought in, besides Chandler. And he's more of a yeah. pass rusher to say, I, we're going to move this up. But if you want to move them up based on the idea that if we don't have enough information, we shouldn't give them a D. I almost am thinking that. Like, it's such a mystery that maybe they should be a C because they're a mystery. But then if you look at how bad the Giants' run defense was last year, maybe that's just Graham just doesn't care about run defense. He's just all about the <laughs> There basketball. is a little bit more of the Staley-esque, like, that's not our priority type of thing. So, I man, I... This is tricky, but I'd probably just keep it D, I think. All right. We'll leave them. All right. Next on this group, I have the Denver Broncos here. Now, I'm just going to throw a stat at you guys. I know we have, like, a lot of stats about the Broncos' defense. In the first three games of last year, they allowed 158 total rushing yards, so, like, 51 or 52 y- yards per game against the Giants, the Jaguars, and the Jets. And that was when the Broncos started 3-0. and then reality set in. I think they allowed over 100 rushing yards to all their last six or seven opponents in a row. And it's another team that's made a lot of changes on their defensive front. And I don't look at these changes and say, wow, that, that equates to a great run defense. <clears throat> yeah, I think DJ Jones, the defensive tackle, is yeah. a great run defender himself. Yeah. I just don't know if he's enough to like change everything for them, because I just don't think what's around him is like a good enough, probably. DJ Jones average depth of run tackles last year, 1.1 yards second Ooh. among all interior linemen. He's nice. a really good run. Defender. He's really good. Nice. It's just, you know, he's not playing next to Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa and Fred Warner. Now it's, it's, right. you know, an right. injured Bradley Chubb and Josie Jewell who are fine, but not, not that. Right, and Jules uh, like a between-the-tackles thumper, but you also got Randy Gregory. He's going to be out there a lot, and he's like a tiny, pure, edgy McEdge And they drafted Nick Benito, who's not really going to give you any – like he's he's probably going to be the tiniest edge in the league, so that's not really going to help your run defense. That's Randy Gregory without the baggage. That's (laughs) If you were – if you had started them at C, I wouldn't have moved them down, but starting them at D+, I don't think I'm going to move them up. I I think I agree with that, actually. Another (laughs) – Ladies and gentlemen, another list that nobody can find any fault with. <laughs> Amazing the work I do here. Uh, now, I, I put the Detroit Lions on this list, and I put in my, my list on my notes. Defer to Derek because you had a bunch of guys that you said are up-and-coming defenders, so you may want to move this Detroit Lions run defense up, perhaps. 
Yeah, I think maybe to see is probably fair because I think we're probably going to see another step from Levi and Wuzurike, who I thought was really good. Um, they're getting the Okwaras are, are back and healthy, which I think is good. Um, Derek Barnes, if he takes any degree of step forward, I think that really helps. And then getting Agent Aiden Hutchinson and Josh Pascal, both are rookies, but Aiden Hutchinson was the second overall pick and a very good run defender in college. And then Josh Pascal is just a he. I thought he was going to be a Raven, if that tells you anything about his skill set. So I think they're <laughs> going to be able to help and run defense. So probably not a elite or you know complete unit yet, but I think they're going to be respectable on the ground. If sure. we were basing this just on last year, they should actually be lower because they, they were, were 31st terrible. in run defense DVOA and 30th in adjusted line yards. But I definitely buy the idea that, I mean, everything about the Lions right now is about building and getting better, except for the quarterback position. So um, I buy the idea definitely that they're going to be better with the talent that they've added and the guys they're getting back from injuries. And I, I wouldn't mind making them a C. All right. We're moving them up. Moving on up. Moving on up, Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. <laughs> Go down to the D tier. We're going to start with the Los Angeles Chargers, who had one of the worst run defenses in the NFL last year, cost themselves the playoffs by not being able to stop the run in some of these games. Um, and they, they added players, uh, but I don't think they added enough to take them out of the D tier. This, I think they added enough to take them out of the F tier. There you go. Yeah. I think if you were basing this on last year, we would make them F. And I think when you add Sebastian Joseph Day and who's the other guy, Austin Johnson? Austin Johnson. I think that that moves you to the D tier. I think, yeah, I just, I really like Sebastian Joseph Day. Austin Johnson is like, not great, but he's definitely an upgrade over what they were putting out there. And then I think Khalil Mack, obviously, on the edge is going to be better than what Shannon Nwosu was doing. It's just, these linebackers are so bad, man. Kenneth Murray is not good. Drew Tranquil is not very good. Um, so I think it's just a matter of like, until they fix the linebacker core, it's probably never going to be even be a, a C defense. Um, what I will say though, is all they need to do is be not bad enough to ruin their pass defense. And I think they can get there. <laughs> <laughs> when I watched, I watched a lot of them for football outsiders, Almanac, it seems like the reaction times, particularly on the second level were horrible where, you know, I, it was just like white and tranquil were like, are they running outside? Are they? Should we chase them? And then they turn to run and they whap into a guard that Jerry Tellery couldn't keep off of them. And it just kept happening. And so it's like, you know, eight yard run, 12 yard run, gash. And Kaz Mary was just running around in circles like a, like a goofball. Um, so maybe another year in the system might help a little bit. It could. I mean, it's definitely like a tricky system for linebackers, um, right. you know, when you're getting left with that much space. But I don't know. I just don't really think either of those linebackers are good. And then, honestly, Jerry Tillery is probably still going to be playing a decent amount of snaps, which is not really good. He's probably yeah. the worst also, run defender in the they league. They don't care. Yeah, they, they don't. Like They don't care that they're bad at run defense. So, Like I said, they just need to be not bad enough to where it's not like ruining what they're doing in pass defense. Yeah, T Tillery has not been in OTAs. When he comes back, he's going to be so much in the, in the doghouse that he's going to be fighting the Red Baron. Okay, I so. believe that the uh, official Lo uh, Los Angeles Chargers chapter uh, predicts that Jerry Tillery will be cut. Yes. Based on the quotes from the coach, it's like, well, you know, some guys should be here. Like, yeah, I, I hear you. Um, next, the Atlanta Falcons. Grady Jarrett and 
Help me the out. boys. <laughs> so, uh, no argument here about moving them up. I, I think, um, I mean, Rashawn Evans is going to be the inside linebacker. And then who the hell knows if the other guy, when Deion Jones gets cut eventually. And um, yeah, they, they were not good at run defense last year. I don't see any reason to make them any higher. Yeah, I mean, if anything, if we were to make an F tier, they'd belong in it. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's kind of like it would be an F tier, but this is a team that I can see, you know, it's 22 to 3 in the third quarter, and the opponent's just running off tackle. And so it's like, okay, and they're getting four yards and they're punting and all. And that's why there's really no F tier, but you're right. I, I, I was considering it for these guys. I was kind of considering it for the New York Giants as well. But, you know, as a personnel group, and you got Leo Williams – you got Dexter Lawrence, you got Blake Martinez. There's personnel there that I think is is okay, is pretty good. And maybe the problem last year was everybody sort of quitting because yeah. of quit. Uh, and you know, maybe the giant the the Giants' other problems I probably I think probably dwarf their run defense as a problem. Numbers def- numbers wise, this is the end. <laughs> they were last in DVOA, they were 31st in adjusted line yards, which is embarrassing given that Dave Gettleman wanted to build a run defense and liked to draft hog mollies, and yet they couldn't stop the run. Right. They're another team where, like, if you just looked at them on paper, this should at least be, like, an average run defense unit. You would think, like, Leonard right. Williams, uh, Dexter Lawrence at his peak was, was, like, really good. Blake Martinez, for whatever you want to say about him, he has been a decent run defender at points. Aziz Ojolari is, like, a really good edge run defender. Mm-hmm. But it just did not come together last year. And I have a hard time seeing, like, what they added that would change enough of that. Obviously, Kayvon Thibodeau, I think, is good. But it's not like he was, like, a lights-out run defender at Oregon. He's a pass rusher. So, I just – yeah, this is probably fine. Right. Next up is the Houston Texans. And I do not care enough about the Houston Texans to have done any research about them. I just stuck them in the detour. Yeah. I'm actually going to argue for moving them up because, like, everything else about the Texans' defense – uh, it is closer to mediocre than you think because of all the mediocre guys they've gone out and added, which doesn't make them a contender in any way, but makes them better than you think that they are. <laughs> they were 22nd in DVOA last year and 25th in adjusted line yards. And I think that they're more of a D plus than a D. I would actually probably agree with that. Um, like I think Roy Lopez is, is a pretty good um defensive linemen um they added some some decent guys on the edge like Malik Collins uh, is a reasonably good run defender yeah like they have a lot of guys who like they don't it doesn't uh, to me I think they don't have anybody where I'm like wow that's a huge problem at least along the front they might not have any like superstars that that should be the tagline for the entire (laughs) Houston Texans chapter whoever yeah whoever's writing the chapter at the top of the chapters like it just say should just say this team has nobody where I'm like yeah that's dangerous (laughs) That's what D plus existed for in the classroom. These kids who just showed us showed up every day and put their name <laughs> on the test and kind of turned it in and everything. All right. You don't fail because we can't fail anyone anymore. It's public schools and you're nice to us. So here's your D plus. And that's, that's the Texans. You, you didn't quite fail. Congratulations. Here's your D plus. Yeah. Last team, the Minnesota Vikings allowed 4.7 yards per rush last year, 130 rushing yards per game. Their big addition, one of the their biggest addition in my mind is Jordan Hicks, who is the most Vikings addition in the world. Let's just go out and get a aging veteran pro that doesn't, you know, really move the needle. That is Z Smith as well, but like, yeah, he's an edge rusher. So they felt pretty confidently in the D in the D tier for me. Harrison Phillips, they added. Okay, yeah, he's 
I like uh, the Phillips but, side a lot. Yeah. But I mean, you know, listen, uh, the secret is our projections are shockingly high on the Vikings this year. But I think if you look at just their run defense, I don't see any reason to move them up from here. Yeah, they're probably not going to be great. I think they could maybe be a little bit better than this just because I really do think a lot of what happened last year with the Vikings is just like something stale with the whole Zimmer thing. Like they were just done with it. Um, Obviously, like Daniel Hunter didn't really play. I think that hurts. Um, Anthony Barr really is not a very good run defender anymore. Um, So I think Jordan Hicks is probably an upgrade. So I think they could be a tier better, but like not better enough to where I'm even willing to actually care about it. So that leaves us with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine teams to go in our top three tiers, S, A, and B. So let's start with our B tier teams. You're going to hear a lot of like high level contenders in here. And then one team that I just kind of stuck in and the team I just stuck in there was the Washington Commanders who have that outstanding front four, which they added for Edwin Mathis as a rookie for depth. Um, and I don't think their numbers were phenomenal, but the team that looks like it should be better on run defense than they were last year. Seventh, seventh oh. in DVOA. Okay. 12th in adjusted line yards. Here's interesting. Only 28th in short yardage, but number one at preventing open field yards on double digit runs. Weird. That doesn't really track with like any. I know. Well, <laughs> any... Nothing about last year's Washington's defense. They, they had like no pass rush. Last, like nothing about Washington's defense last year tracks with the actual talent on the field. That's right. Because mm-hmm. you would think they're getting a lot of stuffs because of that front four. But then there's chaos happening when you get through. And it's just the opposite of that. I, I think really it's just like must come down to like their interior talent is just incredible. Um, obviously losing Matt Ioannidis sucks. But Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne are still like. Pro Bowl level talents. And then I actually really like Fedarian Mathis. Um, you know, he's a rookie, but it's second round pick. I think he's going to be solid. So if they get any degree of like development from linebacker Jamin Davis, like this, I think B is totally reasonable. Hitchhiker's Pie asks if the measures that I just mentioned are predictive. I honestly don't know the answer to that question. I've never, I've never looked at, uh, none of them are in the projection system, at least. Right. I know. Well, no, actually, that's not true. Um, Short yardage success does tend to revert to the mean, and that is in the projection system. So that would suggest that things will be better for the Washington front four this year. I think a lot of things suggest that the Washington front four will be better this year. They're just, there's just, they're, they're just too good to be what they were last year. So I absolutely think Washington believes and belongs in this tier as a run defense. And, and to clarify, to clarify, it's the idea that those short yardage plays are super high leverage. So mm-hmm. when you have a really right. wide split in them, it's going to have a, a untold effect on the win-loss record, and regression to the mean is going to cause a considerable shift in the projections. Yeah, but and also they're, they're very important for DVOA because third and short, you know, you yeah. get a lot of po- success points for getting it, and if you right. don't get it, you get none, and so the, the swing is wider. So, yeah, it tends to regress. It, it's a good signal for regression. Okay. New England Patriots. Go. I'm actually going to argue for moving them down. Uh, As much as we love Christian Barmore, and at the end of last week's show, we waxed rhapsodic about Christian Barmore, and I uh, am not second to Derek in my love for Christian Barmore. And they were 10th in run defense DVOA last year. They were only 22nd in adjusted line yards. And they lost Dante Hightower, 
who has slowed down but is still a massive thumper against the run. So I think they're really just a C-run defense. I think I agree with that, actually, because I think, you know, losing Hightower is going to be pretty, pretty rough, especially when they're replacing him with, like, probably Mac Wilson, which even stylistically just doesn't really make that much sense to me. And then, like, you know, we love Barmore, but, like, the rest of their front is, like, fine at best, I think. God shows that he's okay. God shows good. Yeah, God shows solid. Like, they, they... They're expecting a lot from guys like this dude. Uh, what's his name? Christian McCrone or something. He was like a a fifth round pick from Michigan who had a red shirt injury year. He dropped in the draft because of his injury. So he's probably better than a fifth round pick. But still, how much can you really expect from that guy? Like, I just don't feel like like run defense. I, I, yeah, I just don't think they belong in the, in the beat class. I the thing I would say is I think they're like a slightly below average front, but everything they do schematically and with how good their safeties are at playing the run, it actually yeah. I think puts Phillips them and Duggar. Phillips yeah, and Duggar are trying to get the run. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay, so you move down to C plus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna throw three teams in succession right here because B tier was where the Awesome contendery teams that aren't known for run defense, but defend the run well. But also, they're so good at everything that run defense becomes kind of irrelevant to them. They all kind of went into this tier, and that is the Bills, the Buccaneers, and the Rams. And that's a mouthful there, but I'm throwing them all at you guys at once to see if anybody doesn't belong. They all belong numbers-wise. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rams, fifth in DVOA, sixth in ALY. Bills, 11th and fourth. Tampa Bay 12th and 5th. So Tampa Bay and Buffalo were better in ALY than in DVOA. Okay. But if you average out the ranks in both of them, they, they fit in this tier. Okay. I Buffalo's probably the closest to moving down because losing Harrison Smith or Harrison Phillips, but I think they're probably still good enough to hang here. Uh, same thing with Los Angeles. I think they're going to hang. I think, I mean, just whenever you have Aaron Donald, uh, I mean, that alone probably puts you in B tier. And then guys like I think Ashawn Robinson and Greg Gaines kind of keep you there. Yeah. By the way, something interesting about Aaron Donald, Brian Burke tweeted out yesterday, which is you guys might remember when ESPN introduced their run stop win rate. Mm-hmm. The, the big controversial thing was that Aaron Donald did not run high, rank high in it. When Staley came and brought his gap and a half scheme, all of a sudden, Aaron Donald's run-stop win rate shot through the roof, and the last two years, it's been near the top of the league. Wow. That so, probably speaks more to me, like a lot of what he was doing when he was one-gapping was he's just... So maybe guessing, they were guessing is not to run past the runner. I mean, maybe I, that was just part of the scheme. I, I think that's what it was. It was, yeah. you have the best defender in the world. Just let him go. <laughs> right. right. That's what I thought from Jump Street. It's like, Aaron, go attack, kill, destroy. And we're going to work in behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. Joey sucks questions about the Bills being a B-run defense. They they did lose a lot of guys. It's surprising looking at the tables, the book tables, which I have in front of me. It's actually kind of surprising how many front seven guys are leaving the Bills. No more Phillips, Starla Tulele, and Vernon Butler. Jerry Hughes and Mario Addison on the outside. And A.J. Klein. But I still feel like the guys who they left behind, Ed Oliver made his average run tackle at 1.4 yards, which was fourth among interior linemen. Um, 
Gregory Rousseau, I think, is a good run defender. Epinesa mm -hmm. is a good run defender. Um, Tremaine Edwards, I think, is a good run defender. Like, I think the the Bills' run defense is is I think it works. I think it works as a B. I, I was only worried about losing Phillips, but they also signed Tim Settle from Washington, who I actually think is like a pretty good defensive tackle, at least in terms of defending the run. So, like, yeah, I think they're going to be fine. Um, the one I would actually maybe move up is the Bucks. I actually really like what they've done with their front. Obviously, you know, I think we have finally realized that Devin White is not as good as we thought he was. But I think a front of Logan Hall, Vita Vea, Akeem Hicks, and then even having like guys like William Golston and Raquin uh, Nunez Roches in your two deep, like, yeah. I just think this front is disgusting. And they, I think, yeah, the second level and the safeties, I think they make a lot of plays closer to the line of scrimmage. I think White has a good run defender, I think. Winfield's kid is a pretty yeah, good I, I'd leave them here based on their actual performance. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, Levante David is not the legend that he was for a long time. And White, like you said, White's not quite as good as he was supposed to be. And, I mean, we're, we're nitpicking here at a team that's a massive Super Bowl contender. But I personally am probably putting too much weight in Logan Hall because I just thought he was, like, unbelievable. <laughs> you like Logan Hall. And I'm looking at it also. It's like you're facing the Falcons twice a year. You're facing the Panthers. Chuba that's true. twice a year and everything. And you got the lead against most of your opponents. So the run defense, like, it kind of like, like, okay, that's a thing you do pretty well, but everyone else takes care of it for you when you're the Buccaneers. So four teams left. Can you guess who is in the S tier? Oh, you guys are going to fight me on the S tier, and I'm not going to put up much of a fight, but we'll see. So I'm going to go slowly here with the first of the A -T tier teams. Okay. That would be the Indianapolis Colts. I think we start with Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner. Just a quick stat, the Colts. Derrick Henry in 12 career games against the Indianapolis Colts has a – has averaged only 87.1 yards per game against the Colts. He's over a hundred yards a game against the Texans, against the Jaguars, against some teams like the Chiefs as well. So I think that demonstrates what the Colts are able to do as a run defense. Shockingly, only 15th in adjusted line yards last Ooh. year, but third in DVOA. So when you look at the like, like, did they stop the run in the down and distance situations where it really mattered? They did. And they they did not allow long runs very much. And like you said, they do shut down the guy in their division pretty well. And the talent, I mean, Darius Leonard, you know, Okarike, the, the talent is good here. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think this is totally good because they have so they have a star at every level, right? <coughs> Horace Buckner, they have Darius Leonard and then Black. It's, Calling Julian Blackman a star is probably rich, but like he's a really good safety, especially with defending the run. So you have a, a guy at every level. And then honestly, they have other like really useful like role players. Like Grover Stewart is an incredible nose player. Bobby Okariki is like a fine starting linebacker. Kari Willis, not great in coverage, but he'll come down and hit and defend the run. So like, I think this is a totally good placement. Okay. Next in the A tier, the New Orleans Saints. Aging run defense, still have guys like Demario Dot Davis who are great, great guys along the lines. I tempted to put them in the S tier, but I remember very vividly the three-game stretch against the Eagles, the Bills, and the Cowboys where they allowed 500 run rushing yards in the middle of the season. Yes, it's like, well, that was the Trevor Simeon era, and they kind of buckled. Well, if your run defense is going to buckle when they need you, then you're not an S tier run defense. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, they had a couple of bad games, but there's a lot of run defense talent here, and I would definitely put the Saints in this tier, I think. I agree with you for the reason to keep them out of the S tiers that it's aging a little bit. They were number one in run defense DVOA last year, third in adjusted line yards. Um, just yeah. to go back, by the way, useful title has a question about the Colts. How do you think it's going to handle losing Eberflus at defensive coordinator? I mean, they signed uh, Gus Bradley, right? <laughs> I oh, mean, I think I, it's Gus Bradley now, yeah. Yeah. So I actually think. Gus Bradley, I would not hire Gus Bradley. I think he's kind of a meme at this point. However, I think they actually have really good talent to make his defense work. I think Yannick Ngakwe and Quiddy Pay as like your, you know, just edge guys just firing off. I think that's really good. Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner is like perfect stock standard nose guard three tech. Um, and then the linebackers are really good. So like, do I want a Gus Bradley defense in 2022? No, I don't. But they have the talent to make it work. So I think they'll be fine. I actually think what will the losing Eberflus mean is better question for next week when we do pass coverage. Yes. Because that's agree. where the change is going to really take place. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Up next, a team that you might want to argue for S tier, the San Francisco 49ers. Outstanding defensive line. Great at the second level, Fred Warner. They did lose DJ Jones, we mentioned earlier, to the Broncos, a heck of a run defender in the middle. And that was just enough for me to be like, I don't know if I want to put them in the S tier. I'm 100% with that. If they had Jones, this would be an S tier team, but they don't. And so it's they're really good, but not quite into that S tier. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with them here. There's a lot of talent there. Greenlaw is good against the run. Al Shahir, Shahir, Al Shahir. Sorry. Al Shire, I, I can't stand that that's how his name is pronounced because it looks like it should be Al Shire. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good run defenders here. I'm totally good with it. Okay. Well, we're left with one team, and I think there might be some debate here. To anticipate my colleagues' questions about the Baltimore Ravens going into the S tier, I know that they lost Wing Martindale. That's significant. I know that Patrick Queen is a runaround, just running around out there, guy for the ages. This is a team that only allowed 3.8 yards per rush last year. Their defense has historically been very strong and very stout overall and against the run. And it was an all-hands-on-deck situation for the Ravens for most of last season. Nothing else was functioning right. That run defense had to be stout. It had to be stout against opponents like the Steelers. And they put up really strong numbers and made themselves not be the problem. And that's why I felt comfortable keeping them in the S tier. Number one in adjusted line yards last year. And I'll say this about Patrick Queen. He made his average run tackle at three yards, which was 13th among linebackers. His pass coverage sucks. And he (laughs) has a lot of broken tackles. Right. But he does make a lot of run tackles close to the line of scrimmage. He got a lot better this year um, compared to his rookie. His rookie year. Like Mike said, he was running and chasing around and, and hoping for the best. But I think in his second year, like you said, he still misses tackles. He's he's a skinny guy. His coverage is not all the way there yet. But as a run defender, just seeing the game and triggering, he got so much better. So, I, and I, to be fair, I think that's easier when you're playing behind this defensive line. But I think this defensive line is really good. Like Michael Pierce is back. Justin Matakwike yeah. is like an awesome young player. Plays right, Campbell is still really good. Is, what do you feel about switching out Brandon Williams for Michael Pierce? Yeah. I think it's probably fine, actually. And I know the Vikings were, like, very underwhelming in terms of run defense and adjusted line yards last year with Pierce, but 
I felt like a lot of that was a linebacker problem. Like they, they just, the linebackers were not helping the defensive line at all. And I think that's not going to be as much the case in Baltimore. Um, so I, I really like this. And then plus if Travis Jones is anything as a rookie, I think that's, that's really nice for them right. too. And they're getting right. Derek Wolf back from injury. He didn't play last year. That's right. That's right. So maybe he yep, won't be that's... great, but that's something. So Ravens is our S tier. Ravens are our S tier run defense. Anything else we need to change on this? No, I'm pretty good with it. Yeah. I'm pretty good with it. Um, that's our, yeah, that's our tiers. I think that that works. A little bit of grade inflation, but I don't feel like arguing <laughs> about which C pluses or Cs. I feel change? like it's more, it's more even than our running back tiers. So I think, I think we're doing better. <laughs> you didn't like C plus, C plus plus, C minus. I thought I, I, I thought I had that down to a science there. <laughs> Uh, next week we are going to do pass coverage and our old friend, Doug Farrar is going to be here to talk about pass coverage with me and Mike. And we'll talk about cornerbacks and safeties and where's C sharp says Hitchhiker's pie. Well, maybe there, maybe there'll be a C sharp level next week. And B flat. <laughs> the run? Yeah, we're gonna get like some of that Ingve Malmsteen, uh, uh, you know, guitar arpeggios uh, uh, guy. That's Doug. Watch. That's that's what you get Doug for. Yeah, that's what we're gonna be doing. Uh, thanks to everybody who's watching. Thanks to everybody who's listening on the podcast network. Don't forget, we're on 1 p.m. Eastern uh, Thursdays all throughout the off season. Don't forget about splash play talking about best ball drafts and NFL news, two 30 Eastern Mondays and Fridays. And again, we'll be back next Thursday to talk about past coverage until then. So long, everybody. Bye.